Today, I'm sitting down with Kevin Babson. You might remember Kevin from the Vice documentary that I did about six years ago, right after the birth of my first daughter, Harper. Kevin and I dated a very long time ago and had a very toxic relationship that resulted in us parting ways on not the greatest terms, and he continued to use, and eventually I got sober. A couple years later, I got a call that he was in a really, really bad position, and I decided to reach out to Vice and to see if we could help him in some way get into treatment. Today, I am so glad that Kevin is doing really well. It was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. Many of you guys reach out to me on social media, um, I think because that Vice doc that we put up on YouTube ended up having 1.2 million downloads, which is incredible. This is really the first time that we've ever sat down and had like a comprehensive dialogue about everything that transpired in our lives, in our past, our history with dating and drug dealing and the chaos of our relationship and then eventually helping him to get sober and where he's at today. One thing's for sure. Recovery is often messy. His journey has been messy. Mine has too. I'm just really glad that we both made it out alive and that we were able to sit down together and to do this, to hash it out and have a really interesting dialogue around sobriety and, you know, to follow up and see where we're at today. So I hope you love this episode. Hey, it's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering from Reality. Isn't this a trip? When's the last time I saw you? I don't know. I saw you at Hugo's a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was so like that was last like, year. That was like for a minute, though. Yeah. Longer than a year ago, because they shut down after the fires. And that was almost a year ago, which is such a trip. Yeah, last time I saw you before that was probably like three years prior it's to that. crazy does anybody ever say oh hey you're kevin from vice has anybody ever said uh, that maybe like twice <laughs> that's it yeah you do you look a lot better like kevin yeah. looks he's a new man he's tan he's the lights are back on in your eyes you yeah. know what i mean like it's amazing how we recover physically too after our addictions it's like night and day so you do look very different um i think maybe we should just give people some backstory because i think they saw this 10 minute video right it has over 1.2 million downloads on youtube which is insane and i feel like people didn't really they didn't get to know you or like your background or like why you ended up shooting dope and and how you got into that position so um you know i don't know and you were like a huge part obviously of of my addiction and we used together in a very toxic way and i don't know what was it like when did you start using drugs you were young yeah i mean i started using drugs when i was uh uh 12 years old pretty much yeah smoking weed drinking taking pills and 
yeah, it was mostly all that, you know, 12 to 14, 15, uh, acid, shrooms, ecstasy. Yeah, you got into like a that. lot of hallucinogenics, I remember Yeah, that. so I was really into that. And that just kind of, um, at a young age, I guess. Because I'm, I'm around a lot of people that, like last night I was at a party. And these mm -hmm. people taking shrooms. And they're like my really good friends, you know. Um, it's just like a certain point in your life or a certain stage or time or age. It's like, you know, I get it and it's cool. But at a young age, it's kind of weird because uh, that stuff kind of tends to make you analyze and over overthink everything. When you're not prepared and you're at not, all. You're not developed. You're not, yeah. uh, you don't even know like the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you start establishing your own uh, perception on the world. Like just when it's out of whack because you're not even, you don't even know the world. You yeah. know, you're just sheltered. Yeah. Or you're going through whatever you're going through at that age. So that just fucks me up in the head. Um, I mean, but you were you were starting to dive into... Kevin's also... A lot of people don't know this. Like, and He's an incredible... You're an artist. Like, you've always had that artist's yeah. mind. And mm -hmm. when I met Kevin when he was maybe 15 or 16, he already had, like, all of the chakras tattooed down his spine. And he was into, like, Alex Gray. And you... You know what I mean? Yeah, like I still you, love Alex Gray. I, I know. Of course. Of course. And he's incredible. Yeah. Um, and so I do agree with you, though, that that shit kind of fucks you up because you start having these crazy trips and you you don't really know how to process it all. Yeah, it's like a false sense of wokeness yeah, <laughs> at a young right? age, yeah. which a lot of people have right now at our age. Yeah. It's like a whole thing going on that I see with people my age that they just, it's like, I mean, if you're so woke, why? was the arrogance about them you know yeah. what i'm saying and if you're like aware of so much you wouldn't be like yeah that type of attitude towards yeah. people you're not better than anybody you know no, what I mean? we're all equal yeah it's, it's just it, i see it a lot yeah yeah absolutely and you had some chaos going on at home you know yeah 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 for sure mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people had it worse a lot of people didn't had it better you know so it's yeah. just like a lot of bullshit um wait could i cuss Oh, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, me too. So you can say whatever you want. But yeah, you had some like shit going on at home. And I remember you got your wisdom teeth pulled. Mm. And you did, didn't you do acid like that yeah, day? I was, <laughs> I was showing somebody a picture of that the other day. Actually. Holy shit, that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you got that idea that you're like all high from like having dental no, I surgery. I just thought it would be like, God, I was the type of person that any situation that I was about to be in or anything that was kind of like pivotal in my life that I knew I was about to go through, I'd be like, oh, this would be cool on acid. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Anytime. It was cool. Yeah. You know, I don't regret it. It was a good time. But uh, yeah, like later on, obviously I regret other things that I did. You know, the pills and stuff. But, uh... So, uh, to give some some perspective. So, I, I had one relationship, um, really before Kevin that was serious. Mm -hmm. Um, he was, you know, like, my first love, seventh and eighth grade, you know, like, we were gonna be together forever. And then, after we broke up, I kind of went, like, crazy for a couple of months, and then I met you. <laughs> and... We had a really, it was one of those things where we're like, 
we became inseparable really fast yeah, and it became sure. really toxic, really <laughs> like really toxic, really fast. Yeah. Um, Kevin stopped drug dealing for a little while. I don't remember why you got in trouble. Oh yeah. I remember you that. did. You stopped drug dealing. I did for- try. Actually, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I got trafficking and sales and transportation. And Cocaine, you were like 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, fuck this, because he would have people um, from his backyard at his dad's house in Agora Hills, California. He'd be slinging cocaine yeah. out the back door. Um, and so you had just kind of cooled it on that when we started dating, but we were still using drugs. I mean, I remember doing, who gets lean in like ninth grade at parties? Like, Everybody. how did we even... No, that, that's not <laughs> normal. That's not normal. And my little brother's in high school, too. Or he just got out of high school. And he, he just, just graduated. Said everybody's just on meth or tweaking. That's fucking nuts. It's, that, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, it's sad to say, but that's what it is. Right yeah, now. yeah, it's gotten so that's worse. That's what always been like out here, at least. Well, I feel like it's definitely gotten worse. I feel like in our... In our kind of like when we were becoming of age, like it really started taking off and we started using and having access to the oxies and all of that crazy shit that I don't think kids were able to have access to, you know, before 2005 ish. Right. And so, um, we started dating and we had a really crazy chaotic relationship where there was drug dealing and cheating and abortions and violence and just pure it was like pure chaos no domestic abuse though i mean we beat each other up but it was consensual yeah okay okay yeah. it was like a like we were mean to each other we like we were we were other, really yeah. mean to it it was crazy because i think neither of us really knew what love was because we we can't we both have divorced parents that were in really kind of chaotic marriages mm. and your mom is like the most incredible woman ever ever but i don't Definitely. think that you were really like shown necessarily like the healthiest relationship and when we no (laughs) it wasn't but then when we got together it was pure chaos and then and the drugs just i feel like everything was fine until you started smoking (laughs) oxycontin with me and then that just went no we both started going just we went crazy but i felt like it was before that because the cheating and all that stuff was happening before that Really? I mean, a lot of it's a cloud to me. Ew, so I, I really know. Just I know. I know. And <laughs> I, I feel the snippets. same way. And I'm the same way. But I look back on it now and I just remember like all of the drug dealing and all of the runs and all of the guns and all of the like chaos and thinking like before I met you, I had never experienced anything like that. And like, how am I here? Like, I just, I just remember thinking like, this is crazy, but I couldn't get out because our relationship was like so just toxic and codependent. And we Mm. kind of relied on each other for like everything in a lot of ways. Do you remember the first time? It was not at all romantic. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little romantic in the beginning. And then it was like just pure chaos for the rest. Um, 
I remember you telling me like the first time. So Kevin and Tess actually introduced me to Oxys. Do you remember that in the car? Gabby was in the car too. I think I remember that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I Tess. Oh, you guys are trying to smoke it out of a pookie. I don't remember that. Yeah. Were we? Yeah. That's nuts. You and Tess bought a a, a meth pipe. A <laughs> And we had no idea what we were doing, but I remember Tess was like, I tried this and we have to try this. This is like on the next yeah. level. Amazing. And so you got I remember us. exactly how it went down. Yeah? Yeah. Well, can we were you in your us? mom's. <laughs> we, were, we were in your mom's SUV. Okay. The green whatever. Mm-hmm. What was it? It was a black Land Cruiser. It looked like it was green. Maybe it was just like older colors. It's or older. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I remember that Gabby had this weird ass boyfriend that was in his 20s right or something like that he gabby's like 15 years old 14 no like 14 oh <laughs> she's my God. gonna kill us for sharing this okay oh, okay. God. <laughs> hey, it's, it's the truth you know what i mean like, yeah we were hanging out with a lot truth. of really weird guys yeah, at the time i never liked the dude he was weird uh-huh. and uh he was driving around on Ventura Boulevard. I just is like it's like a recap. Like he was driving around. Remember he? I don't know. If, oh, you weren't in the car. No, uh, you picked me up from like a TJ Maxx later or something on. in the valley. Yeah. yeah, we were all in the car. There was no room. Gabby was on my lap. Yeah, and we're just like smushed in. And this guy drives on um, the sidewalk mm-hmm. on Ventura Boulevard, like at one in the morning and speeding on the sidewalk. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, and I grabbed him from behind because mm. I was behind him in the back. And I choked him, and I was, like, telling him to stop. And he was just, relax, bro, relax. Like, here, and, like, he's, like, smoking Oxys, and he has, like, a bag full of Oxys. He's, like, smoke mm-hmm. this. I smoked some of it. And I was, like, oh, this feels good. You know? And uh, I did it with Darren. Me and Darren bought one. Mm-hmm. And we smoked it. And, uh... Yeah, it wasn't much. I was just, like, remember, like, oh, my God. When I smoked it, it felt like, I, well, I said something stupid. I was like, I feel like light. Like, I feel like I'm the light. Like, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like, wow. You know? And then it just went out of my head. Woke up the next day. I'm like, cool. Didn't think about it for, like, a few weeks. But then I started, like, really remembering it. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I'm just, I want to get one of those pills again. But I wasn't really sure how to get it, you know? Yeah. And then uh, there's people that I was, uh, you know, in business with, like, working, doing things. And I would ask them about it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, somehow I found my hands on it, started smoking it, <clears throat> didn't do it. After I did it for about two weeks straight, I didn't do it. Then uh, I couldn't sleep. You remember what I was going through, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was going on. And my body was hurting. I was throwing up. I thought I was just, like, with the, I had a flu or something, flu poisoning. And then uh went to the hospital, and then they gave me uh, the Dilaudid, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I felt great. Like, everything <laughs> went away. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm becoming, like, a, a dopey. Like, I'm becoming an addict. Like, yeah. this is what happens. I'm like, oh, my God, it's the drugs. I'm like, this is what it feels like to be dope sick. Be like, this is, what the, this is what I didn't know, you know? Because I yeah. never was, like, into I didn't that. even realize that until, like, two years into my using. Like, I had yeah. never, because I had never had a kick before. And uh, then I remember getting sick. And even after even after we broke up, yeah. I would come to your house at like 4 a.m. like shivering in a sweatshirt. Like, please help me. I remember pulling up oh, in I my little X Acura with Tess and being like, 
Kev, like, you need to help me right now. Like, I'm literally physically dying. And you're like, okay. And you would, you were always nice about it because you would get drugs too. And we would pay and go and follow your guy in the valley to get eventually what turned into heroin. Like, we just all, we all transitioned off the oxy and onto dope. Yeah. Which is something that I said I would absolutely never do. And then, sure enough. Oh, I remember. So when we started smoking the Oxy, when you guys started smoking it, then we all smoked it together. That was my first time. Yeah. And then Tess was smoking it, too. And then uh, the next day, you guys called me and were like, let's go get some more. Let's go get mm-hmm. some more. I'm like, I'm good right now on that. And you guys, no, we got, we got a pookie. And I was like, what? <laughs> a pookie? Like, you don't, you smoke meth out of that. You don't use that for oxy. He's like, no, someone showed us. Like, you can smoke oxy out of it. Just get yeah. it. I'm like, all right. So we got it. You guys burnt the pipe. Yeah. It's all crispy. This is like burnt caramel Ugh. inside. And I was like, what are you guys doing? And from that just day on, it just all of us kept smoking it, smoking it, smoking yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The chaos. Attic life. Of all of that. Um, I think that. <laughs> So what happened was around that same time I was starting to work in the industry and like doing modeling stuff and we started to kind of part ways and uh, it was like such a toxic thing because so <clears throat> Kevin was cheating on me with this girl. We'll leave her name out. And I found out while I was having an abortion at home that you were like, like I was took the pill and went home and like, had an abortion and you were like out with this girl and I lost my mind and I was like I'm done I'm done I'm done like I'm never ever gonna talk to him again and of course because of my addiction and you were my supplier (laughs) I would end up going back and doing this over and over again and then I got so bad like when we started filming the show and I was out and I remember this one night and I totally owe you an amends for this but like I got dropped back off at your apartment. It could, it had to have been like 2 a.m. And like someone just left me with you. Like I was in a blackout, totally like wasted. And we were back in your room and like hooking up. And I started saying this other guy's name. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, I remember that. You were uh... so drunk. No, you were asleep. So no, we were hooking up. Oh, we were hooking up? Yeah. And I remember it we was were bad. both just like out, I, of I, like out of it, right? And and then you weren't even like mobile, like you weren't like no, coherent. No, I was so wasted, like and, I, when your body doesn't function anymore. Yeah, you were just like you said some other name, and I was like, what? What What'd you did say? you just say? And then you said, oh no, forget about it, or some, something like that. And I was like, oh, I heard what I heard, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really. I was and like, then after right. that, and then after that, I think I had so much shame that I was like, I could never talk to him again. Like I kind yeah. of came out of it, and then I was like, okay, that's it. And we kind of both went our separate ways, and obviously our addictions took off in different ways. And by the end of it, like I remember, so I have the show, and I'm addicted, and he's addicted, and we're living separate, completely separate lives now, and are not talking at all. And then. I got out of jail and I remember like we started hanging out a little bit and at that point you were already like doing speedballs and I was like whoa fuck Mm. like this is bad and I remember you and Tess doing a speedball in the car and I was just like I can't do that like I I cannot shoot up coke like I I remember remember just we were at the 
Motel 8 in Thousand Oaks or something like that in the parking lot waiting for that little kid that lived in Agora who would sometimes give us dope, but like the worst dope ever. And I remember being so sick, but I was like, I won't do a speedball, you guys. Like, I just, I can't Are you do talking it. about Andrew? You leave the name out. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mexico. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just remember thinking, like, if I go down that route, I'll never return. Like, I will just, I will die. I will, I will go. Because you know how I was the first time that you gave me a methadone i got so fucked up and i was like mm. let's do that again like yeah. i am really that personality i feel like you were a little bit more like responsible in a weird way like that you were like could i don't I know i don't like being incoherent yeah where i didn't care but like it was weird because i would just get no matter no matter how fucked up i was i was like always coherent it was weird yeah like i just keep doing stuff and i just I mean, there's times where I wasn't, obviously. Or at least I seemed to appear coherent. Yeah. But I probably looked like a fucking nut. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And this is why you don't do drugs, kids. Because you don't want to end up like us. But no, I knew I knew that if I did a speedball that day, that it would be a gone. Like, that would be it. Like, I'd be oh, doing yeah. speedballs. That's it. I would be doing speedballs every single time. And I've never had judgment like that before in the past. But for some reason, I knew that day that... Like this, that would be it for did me. Did you do it that day? You did? No, no, you didn't. I that. didn't. I was just like, I'll just take the regular dope. Can you cook me yeah. on a separate spoon, please? Like, I don't want your like dirty crack spoon, please. Classy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so then obviously I go to rehab for a year and get sober and then I get married and I have Harper and I start working for Vice, and we have this amazing idea. We we're working together that we want to like cover addiction in a really comprehensive way, and go and meet with different addicts and hear their stories and their experience and stuff like that. And we literally could not get a single addict to like follow through. They would mm. always disappear, and so we'd go into these crack houses in downtown LA and film all this footage and then they would disappear and it's like we couldn't ever like put together an entire episode because they're they would never make it to treatment and so of course (laughs) and so then out of nowhere kevin calls me one day (laughs) so you just got hit by a car right yeah i broke both my arms (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah you broke both your arms and so no amazing. more shooting had, up dope i had two casts on yeah well at that point i wasn't shooting up no anymore. you were trying to smoke i was smoking and, it. yeah you were trying so for to like get a off. good amount of time i was just you know smoking meth and heroin like a good mm-hmm. guy you know mm-hmm. and uh being a good person yeah trying to save the arms yeah and then yeah. um yeah because when i would shoot up i didn't like shooting up just heroin i just never liked it i always mm-hmm. had to do a coat yeah. And if I didn't have either one, I'd wait. And I'd be sick for hours until I had either one just to do it together. Because that initial feeling of like, you know, anybody anybody listening to this already knows. It's just like that combination, like meth and heroin, is nothing like shooting up coke and heroin. To me, at least. So, I don't know. I'm so glad I never did it because I know yeah. that I would have died. I wouldn't have made it. Um but basically what happened was I just hit a, I just called them and I was like, my sister told me that you're like still smoking dope, that you just broke both of your arms. And what mm. do you think about being in this documentary and getting sober? <laughs> and you yeah. were like, okay. Yeah, first thing I was like, where's the money at? 
Well, the money was free, <laughs> free rehab, right? Yeah. It was free rehab. I was like, are they going to pay me? And then I heard rehab. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I heard, the, uh, you know, all this other stuff, too. So I was like, all right. You, you, you were down to try it. And yeah. that was like my first kind of, that was my first experience trying to help someone. And it's the model that I still use today, which is just in a very non-judgmental way, just hanging out just hanging out and kind of getting a feel for like where are you at like are you ready to get help like do you mm-hmm. want to get sober and i think that that approaches so many people want to intervene and do these like huge interventions that are so shaming and just like i think kind of that shit's uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable and it's kind of <laughs> bullshit because it's like yeah. who are you like i'm obviously using because i'm in a lot of pain and like you're gonna come in here and like you know basically tell <laughs> yeah. me like you know that I'm wrong and a bad person and whatever else. But anyways, we ended up um, we ended up being able to get you into treatment. And mm. you didn't stay sober, but you're sober now, right? Yeah, I'm sober now. Yeah. So tell everybody what that experience that wasn't your first time in rehab, was it? Yeah, it yeah? was. Actually no, it wasn't. I was in a county rehab for like well, court and stuff different. like that. But that wasn't really like <laughs> it was it wasn't you know, it was like uh, pretty much Disneyland compared to like jail. You know, it's like jail, but it was like the Disneyland of jails. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I've been to jail many times, so it's it's like the same people for the most yeah. part. Like Tarzana I want to know how you that. got off jail so many times. Like I remember going to court with you so many fucking times, and you got off so many times or you'd barely get probation you didn't go to jail like alexis i've been on probation since i was 12 years old are you still on probation today i'm still on probation right now really yeah i mean it's because of like you know dumb i'm i'm human right and you know me i make dumb decisions you do oh my god you know there's there's a whole other story where um i got stabbed a couple times Uh, i've been shot at like right at my head someone pulled a gun on me tried to rob me and uh that that's irrelevant but like me getting stabbed i had a problem with somebody and it was in they're in the same neighborhood i was in like we were were friends and Mm -hmm. and then i got i got into it with somebody else too like just a whole mixture of 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 people that we were really close recently we were close to each other it was after all all rehab thing okay so this is four years five years ago yeah it was a few years ago um before i got sober again and then um yeah, it's just a lot of crazy stuff going on to where, like, I know what this guy has done, you know? To uh, And then the other dude that stabbed me is kind of, he's crazy, too, you know? So it's like, I got to have a gun. I always have to have a gun, you know what I mean, mm. right? You know, I'm not doing anything bad. I don't go out and do anything to anybody. I don't rob well, you. Well, he like, doesn't, but he's always had I was coming guns, back from a... But not anymore, because you're on probation now, and he's com- a good yeah. boy. He doesn't carry guns anymore, <laughs> but oh, my God. I was coming back from a panel, mm-hmm. speaking at an AA meeting at a um, mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And I left, and I went to go to uh, Watts or buy Watts, like South, in South LA. Yeah. And I, I went to go to my my buddy who just got out of prison. And I was gonna go drop him off clothes, and uh, I was leaving. And then uh, I guess there was like some shootings there or something, and the cops were everywhere, and they decided to pull me over. So you had a gun, and you got pulled over, and so you're still yeah, on probation I mean, so for it today. I'm on. I just got off probation when I got pulled over. So I got pulled over. Um, I got, I got off probation from my previous years of, you know, so it was like, when I say I was on probation since I was 12, it wasn't from one offense. It was just from no, constantly, constantly getting you know, in trouble. I, I got off when I was 18. I went mm-hmm. to jail on my 18th birthday. Um, 
and just, you know, being an addict, just dumb decisions, constant dumb decisions. I still make dumb decisions today, but I mean, it's it's something that I, I'm, I'm aware of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like, uh, I got off probation, got pulled over. I'm a, I'm a felon. I'm not allowed to have a gun. Of course, yeah. how my head works is I don't really care. Care. You know, yes. like, because the people that I know that... <laughs> I'd rather have one than not have, get caught, you know, with I it know. than without, you know, all that stuff. like, what do you do? Yeah, but, but I am nowhere near, you know, the area, surrounding area. I know. So it's like, I don't even care. Separate I'm a, yourself. I'm not even, my, my life is good right now. I got two dogs. Yeah. Girlfriend, my daughter. Yes. Nice place. Yes. You know, so it's And like, it's a much, much better way to live. Great people in my life. Yeah. yeah. So much better. But how do you get there? So, like, you get on probation again, and you're relapsing, and, yeah. like, how do you do this I wasn't this relapsing. Now? I was sober. But you said that you relapsed after no, I, treatment. After my treatment, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, and then you got arrested when you were you were sober, and then so, did well, you I mean, relapse after again? I left, okay, after no? I left treatment, I relapsed. So, in the Vice episode, the Vice... Oh, was it the Vice episode? Yeah, I got, Vice. I got... um. I went to rehab, got out, relapsed, went to the same rehab again. Because they had like that, you know, the whole scandal thing where yeah. they just put you on insurance uh -huh. and bill it. I, mean, I didn't care what so they did. fucked up. Hey, but that place was messed up. The owner was messed up. So then the people, um, yeah, I mean, it was People don't place. understand. It's called patient brokering. And it's uh -huh. happening. It's like a plague in this community of people who are so greedy and they're actually paying addicts to relapse now. Yeah. Like a like a thousand bucks to go right. relapse and then come right back and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, get sober again and people are dying because of it. it's fucking horrible. But that place I mean that place wasn't like No, wasn't I know, bad, I know, you know not I mean? that it bad. Like, but P testing and all of the stuff yeah, that yeah, they're doing to make course. extra yeah, money, all, sure. all of that stuff that they shouldn't In, insurance, they're like overbilling insurance. It's not it's not legal or anything, but I mean you can't whatever. It's just people are gonna do what they're gonna do. And once you start yeah. getting to people's lives about like, you know, harming them personally yeah. and then not then caring if they relapse it's different. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, it was um, it was good because um, I always knew that you know the owner was a little creep and all that. But I knew what the benefits were because being there really like it, it just changed my perspective on life. Like I didn't really have a good uh, surrounding like most of my life. You know, I watched a lot of other people around me like really like wealthy or good families and and just things like that and. I think people don't get that what it's like growing up as like not a super rich kid in a super rich area and what that does. Oh, it's to you. great, but it's also really like it's also just, really fucked up. You know, like I'm just gonna try and take everybody else's money. You mm -hmm. know, and just the way my mind was and just being a little shit. You know, like I had a lot of friends. I wasn't just like robbing people or anything. I was just like I'm gonna sell drugs. Yeah. Everybody's got money, like you know, and everybody does drugs. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. But um. Just going to that rehab was just it was it was crazy because, you know, a lot of people want to talk shit about it, of course, and play victim and this and that. But I took what I could get from it mm -hmm. because I'm thankful because I didn't have insurance. They put me on insurance. Yeah. You know, they build the shit out of that insurance. I don't know what they did. But you don't care because you're sober today. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So it wasn't even that it kept me sober because it didn't. What it did is it changed my perspective mm -hmm. on life and like what I, what life has out there more to offer me. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you really need to s step out of all of that. It's so hard. And I understand why people who use in L.A. can't get sober in L.A. It's really hard to do that because yeah. it's hard to see like the broader world like, oh, 
wait, I don't have to be in a gang anymore. Oh, I don't have to hang yeah, out with these like, people. Oh, I can have a life outside of this like chaos. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like it gives you that moment of clarity of like, oh, wait, there's something uh, else Any here. average citizen listening or, or, you know, to hear this and they're just like, I mean, well, how can you not see what life has to offer? Yeah. You know, like look all around you. It's like, but people, a lot of people just don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you grow up with a certain mentality. You grow up around a certain environment or like, just type of energy it's just you're just in a different world mm-hmm. you know and it's um you gotta be pulled out of that situation in that type of circle and environment and put into a group of good people mm. you know and like that actually care uh people going through the same thing as you that don't have bad intentions and just like a it's like a whole other type of energy you know yeah. and it just do that for a little you know a good amount of time and it just shifts your whole mentality and I was doing the steps you know so I was seeing like my behaviors and my you know my um all that stuff character defects yeah character defects all that fears and and relationships with people and stuff yeah so it was weird because I did the you know the steps and the whole program and I didn't finish my amends and I still gotta do all those things and I just at that time um I didn't I was like this is silly like but I'm just gonna do it because I know that's what you have to do and uh, I didn't feel anything, you know. I did my fifth step, big ass four step. Um, I didn't feel anything, and I was just like, all right, whatever, just keep going with the pace and just do what I have to do. And then I guess like a month later, it goes by, and I start feeling like a little, you know, my perspective, like on being this victim, like to everything, like mm-hmm. fuck the cops, like fuck. Fuck the system, like fuck the world. Not really fuck the world. I always liked people. I've always yeah. loved everybody. You know, like all types of people. I, I mix in well, so it's like. But the whole victim thing is like, just like went out the window, <laughs> you know. So when I left that rehab and I and I got out, um, I went back on the streets, hung out with the same people, you know, like gambling and all that stuff, and just getting stabbed and. But it's just funny because it's 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 like I was doing all these things and I was uh, getting high, but uh, I was not going back to the same behavior that I was doing prior to that. And this is just like a little off-topic subject that I was talking about because it always astonishes me, like how how my mind kind of shifted because uh, you know I'll get high as a young kid or like you know prior to this experience at this rehab and uh, I. Let's you know I'm gonna be honest. Like, let's rob this person. Like mm-hmm. these, oh, this guy sells drugs. Like I don't. I'm not gonna rob a lady. Anything like that. No, but you but jack like, people. All yeah. The time. So like oh it he sells drugs. Like, this guy sells how drugs. can I get your drugs? Yeah. Let's, let's go rob this guy. I know he's yeah. got money and drugs. You know. Yeah. So like my mind is just ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know. And it's just like I'm always looking for an adrenaline rush. Like back and forth and just like just like evil stuff. You know. Really, just like I wanna just fuck shit up i really just want to like you know be a rebel or whatever and i got out i got high so after the rehab it's never the same i was getting high and it was just like being around people and like a different environment like i'm in malibu at this mansion and i'm just like (laughs) living there like a like i felt like i I was a king yeah i'm just like a junkie fucking kicking dope on a couch eating crackers and not a care in the mm-hmm. world about anything, you know. But I changed it for me because I, don't know, I didn't want to do anything. I got I got high. I didn't want to steal anything from the store. 
Yeah. I don't want to steal clothes. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with anybody. It's definitely different. It's like once you go through it and then you, if you get loaded again, it's like now you know. Mm. You know, you know how hard the work is. You know how much, you know, the steps and the mess and the cleaning up and all that. And it's like a lot of people have that experience where they're like, I just want to get loaded to numb my pain, but I don't want to engage in the same bullshit activities that I did before creating like just yeah, nothing but it was, chaos in it my was life. just like I built a little something for myself, you know? Yeah. So I had a, a girlfriend, you know, and it was a girl yeah. that I was with when I was younger, when I was like a kid, yeah. you know, like 12 years old. And uh, I met her again and we started going out, we got a place together. <clears throat> and then um, we started going through some things after like two years, maybe like, yeah, a year and a half, two years. And then, um, uh, 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 yeah, I was just like, fuck. Like, I really cared for this girl, you know? Mm. And then I just started doing drugs because we started going through our own things. And I was like, I'm giving it my all in this relationship. And I just feel like I'm, like, getting kind of, like, sucked dry. And, like, but I also got to be aware of her position in her in her mind state. She's trying to stay sober, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, she, I could see I was being a little needy and, like, like uh, give it, didn't give her, like, breathing room. Yeah. But we're also both just relapsed. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's so much like the chaos of the relationships. And I remember that being in ours, just like you become so enmeshed. And it's, you know what I mean? But that goes back to like what you were saying a minute ago about like pain and stuff, right? It's like I've been through a lot of things in my life. I've seen people die. I had a lot of buddies die. People still die, you know? But when it's in the relapse type of world, it's like I expect it. Yeah. But, like, you know, when you see someone die unexpectedly, like, just, it's not really, it's just, like, I don't know, it's a shock. But um, that isn't really, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go get high because of this. Like, I was surprised, like, that relationship and me getting my heart broken because she just, like, this girl just, like, left, left. in, like, two days in our apartment, yeah. you know? And I was, like, like typic- normally I would just not care, like, my past relationships, but, like, this really hurt me. And I was sober for the most part you know i was smoking weed like it was weird the whole the whole the whole like time i was smoking weed a little bit and then maybe for about um six months i was i would go to work and on the weekends i do heroin and just i would smoke it i have no idea how that's possible i don't know either insane i don't know either and i would kick on monday Oh. My body would be so susceptible from like yeah, previously being an addict yeah. that like I would really feel it. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'd be like, uh, Thursday, Friday, I'd be like, all right, I'm cool. Get get my measly ass check and go, you know, buy more dope and just get high off the forty sack for the weekend or something like that. And she didn't like that because she would just drink. We were sober and we we just figured to throw that out the window because mm-hmm. we drank one night, and all the pain from the relationship was like. I couldn't deal with it. You know, I'm living with her under the same roof and we're both struggling. And I'm just like, the heroin, I already knew what that was going to do. So she left. And right when she left, the day, (laughs) I was sober for like a month when she left prior to that. And then um, I I remember going out and I went to the gym and I was like, uh, I met somebody there and I haven't seen him in a while. He's like, oh, I'm at a rehab down the street. At the 24-hour fitness, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, I'm at a rehab down the street. Let's hang out. And I'm like, all right, yeah, f- cool. And then just, like, kind of walked away, right? And I was like, I had to go rush back because I was, my girlfriend's uh, dad 
and her were help like moving stuff out of my apartment and I was like gonna go help her move her stuff with her dad so I went there and her dad was like dude what are you doing here <laughs> he's like I don't know how you could do this right now like I, I'm like mm. I'm just trying to help out and he's like, you don't have to help. And I was like, all right, cool. So I just left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just trying to be like polite, you know. And yeah. then I'm just in my car and I'm in the alley and I'm just looking at them moving. I'm just like fucking tearing up. And I'm just like, yo, like, fuck, I need to get high. I need to get high. I need yeah. to get high. I need to get high. I can't feel like this. I can't feel like this. It was a crazy feeling, you know. And um, I called maybe three people. No one answered. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? The dude I saw at 24 Hour Fitness fucking calls me. Like, oh my God. As I'm sitting in the alley after I call these other people and they don't pick up. Hey, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? I'm like, oh, man, I'm over here. I'm just watching my girlfriend leave the spot right here. You know, I'm moving. Yeah. She, she broke up with me pretty much and just chilling. Man, fuck this rehab. Let's go get high, bro. I'm trying to go get high. I'm like, nah. The first, my first reaction was like, I'm good, man. Nah, I'm good. And he's just like, come on, man. Like, like he was just out of rehab like mm-hmm. 30 minutes ago. And he's like, I just <laughs> left. Let's hang out. I guess he's, I don't know what he got in his head to call me. And I hung up the phone and then I sat in my car. No plan. Nothing. I'm like, yeah. damn, I'm about to sit in my house by myself later on tonight. And just empty ass, you know, because we had half furniture as ours. And yeah. It's just, just going to be awkward. I'm like, fuck it. I called him. You know, and then that was that. Yeah, and then he was meeting up with me, and then started speedballing that night, mm. and then uh, pulled out of that speedball for like a week, and then just fucking woke up and was just like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not about to let a measly like, not downplaying the relationship, but just a simple ass relationship take me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I got a left and a right to go to. And, like, this path that I'm going on right now it will destroy me, especially if I'm doing these yeah. drugs over. And Kevin know? has a daughter this whole time, y'all. So yeah. that's another thing is, like, Ke- after our relationship, Kevin got into a relationship with another girl. They had a daughter who is now seven and a half, seven, eight. She'll be eight She's in She's almost eight, yeah. yeah. So how long have you been sober now? I have three years on uh, September 27th. Amazing. Yeah. And I see on your Instagram all the time that your daughter is a part of your life and that mm-hmm. you see her on a regular basis now. And that is just like... I mean, I've always seen her. On I her, know. On, but, but not as much as I do now. You haven't been present and nah, stuff definitely for her. not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, in, any big event or anything like that, I'm always present. And then I always had my little time with her every yeah. weekend or, or whenever I was available. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny because it was like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I took care of her a lot when I, for the most part, when she was uh, younger, you know, because her mom was at work and stuff, and yeah. we had our apartment. But uh, I had more time with her when I was really on drugs than when I wasn't. Yeah. Except for now, I have a lot of time with her. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's an amazing thing that so few. I think it's not often or certainly not all the time that dads are able to really drop the shame of their past and all of the shitty choices that they've made and really step up to the plate and like just 
been like, okay, I'm here now and I'm just going to do this. Like, whatever. Oh, I yeah, I got no choice. I, well, but I, yeah. I can't imagine, like, with her parents and, like, the, you know what I mean? Like, to really oh, just parents, be like, I'm yeah. serious now. Like, I'm stepping up to the plate and I'm, like, doing this. Is You're talking about um, major. my daughter's mom's parents? Yeah, and, like, yeah. just repairing all of these relationships and being like, no, like, I'm really three years sober now. I'm really, like, doing this. You know, this. to be honest with you, they're, they're never really just, like, you're they they're awesome like i love the parents a lot you know and they're great people and like they put up with so much of my shit you know doing drugs in their house um like a lot of my shit you know what i mean like seeing someone like me and what i was on and where i looked and being at their oh, house I know. is like is like crazy my mom felt the same way my mom yeah. was i mean i remember my mom would literally we would go and hide in the bushes and yeah. the in the valleys behind your apartment no but, my but mom. yeah but th- these guys they seen me at my yeah. worst yeah like worst and like i would i'm not like oh, like breaking shit like i'm not talking about like crazy <laughs> yeah, and like violent just, like, i'm just so talking about loaded. like i look like a fucking a walking yeah. dead extra you know yeah. what i mean i got track marks <laughs> on my arms i'm just like sleeping in their daughter's bed till four in the afternoon i mean uh, that's about the worst that it gets but yeah. i'm shooting dope in their bathroom but still it's like who wants to see their daughter with someone like that and they never really they've never really ever said hey look we don't we don't want you we don't want you i mean they've said it before and i and i understood why but they never said they never stepped in and be like you can't see your daughter mm-hmm. you know and you know neither did the mom ever really you know when i was on drugs but we have our own little thing sometimes she makes it a little difficult you know but mm-hmm. now it's cool but uh prior it wasn't and i completely get it you know yeah i fucking get it I think that that it's all in the repair and that you being able to be a present father is huge. And yeah. so it's not, you know, many dads go to prison for life or they're mm. just continue to get loaded. And I think people underplay the way that shame can cripple us. And for some people it motivates us and it's like, that's more of like the guilt, right? Like you feel guilty about it and you're like, I'm going to change. I can't do this anymore. But then sometimes shame can really like people, people don't recover from that shit. And then they, you know, they feel so horrible about the past that they just never try to fix it because they just feel like, well, what's the fucking point, you know? Mm. And so it's nice that her parents and that she's been, you know, I guess rooting for you to like do good, you know what I mean? And I think that that's an incredible thing i mean the dad's always tough on me like back then but like it was more like a you know like tough love type shit i always i always got that vibe from him like he's always clowning on me and Mm -hmm. and you know just cracking jokes and and like but i enjoy it because i know Mm -hmm. he he cares you know what i mean he's a good dude real good dude um but uh so what now what are you doing i know you have a girlfriend you've been with for a couple years now and you see your daughter Mm mm-hmm you working? Yeah. 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 So I do a lot of um, stuff like arts. You know, I got a lot of buddies that are are um, artists, too, like musicians and things like that. So I'll do mm-hmm. like custom pieces for them, and then they'll pay me for that. But that's like here and there. So I've been doing a lot of stuff with like you know um, CBD. Mm-hmm. You know, so my girlfriend's parents they work for uh, they're chiropractors, and they work for a CBD company too. So I do a lot of marketing and stuff like that for them. Nice. Cool. Well, I'm so glad that we were able to sit down and do this. And I know that all of the people that have asked really wanted a comprehensive update about it. Everyone would be like, how's Kevin? I'd be like, oh, he's good. 
because I didn't really know. Yeah. We don't really talk, and it's night. You know, we'd see each other here or there because we both grew up in like the same town, but we'd never really have ever like. I don't think since either of us have been sober, like sat down and had a chat like this. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you guys liked this episode, do me a solid. Head over to the podcast app and make sure that you are subscribed to Recovering From Reality. Not just subscribed, but give me five stars if you really liked it. Comment, make a review. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening on your phone, you could even screenshot a picture of you listening and tag me up on Instagram and I'll do my best to share it within the community. So thanks for listening, you guys. And I hope you loved this episode. (music) 